Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check our website to stream live at hitthatline.com, where we also have great interviews, podcasts, videos, everything you need dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out over there. Best weekend in college football? Maybe. Certainly was a good one. We'll talk about that as well as get into how our petition worked that we talked about here on this podcast. But before we get into that, I got to tell you, folks, college football was so great. And, and it, like it was the best weekend. Let's be honest. It had some great matchups, had some great hype. And we're just a mere few weeks away, weekends away from college football coming to a close. But it's not too late. You can still watch the best games in all of college football, and you can do it simultaneously. You know how? With Sling TV. It's the best way to watch college football, and you don't have to worry about paying $20 extra each month for a bunch of channels that you don't have to worry about. For $30 a month, you get all the ESPN networks, the Pac-12 network, the SEC network, and so much more. You can also stream it on your big screen or your favorite mobile devices. Sling TV is also the live TV that you love only better because there's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. And there's still an exclusive offer going on for all of you Sling TV users from LockedOnRazorbacks.com. Sling TV, you're offering a seven-day free trial and all you have to do is go to sling.com slash locked on. That's right. S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on to be able to check out this great seven-day free trial. Give it a shot. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And after you do give it a shot, let me know how you thought about it. You can just tweet at me at Rush John Neighbors and let me know because I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Again, that's sling.com slash locked on for a free seven-day trial. So Arkansas and LSU... Coming at you this weekend. It's a very exciting time. Mainly due to the fact that this game has been so crazy for so long. For so many different reasons. And it's going to be a 6.30 p.m. game. That's what we've been talking about, right? Should be an interesting matchup. Not because Arkansas really has a chance, mind you. If you believe that Arkansas has a chance, power to you. I'm I'm happy for you. And I'm not here to say that Arkansas has 0% chance of winning because it is college football and crazy things happen. When you think about the history between these two opponents of Arkansas and LSU and some of the best games, the best matchups, the most meaningful outcomes that have happened with these two teams for so many years. People claim outside of the state of Arkansas that the LSU-Arkansas game is not a rivalry. I would probably agree. I don't consider it a rivalry. But just because it's not a rivalry doesn't mean it hasn't had some really great games. Now, I'm just going to be looking at it from the perspective of this millennium because I believe that's where really some of the best matchups happen. Of course, it all started in 2002 when you had the miracle on Markham. Arkansas had not played well at all all game long. Nothing. They couldn't get anything going offensively with Matt Jones at quarterback, with Fred Talley, with with all those players surrounding those guys, Richard Smith, George Wilson. They just couldn't find an offense. And Nick Saban's LSU team was very well prepared, very well coached, where LSU had a lead of 20-7 to there late in the second half. Well, Arkansas scores a touchdown and brings it within 20-14. to Then they get the ball back with a mere 80 yards to go with just a little over a minute left, and you thought all was not. It was over. Game over. 
But then for whatever reason, Matt Jones decides to air out a huge pass to Steve Smith, actually underthrown. If he would have thrown it on target, it would have been a touchdown right then for a big gainer. And, of course, the rest is history. We're 31 yards out. Matt Jones to DeCorey Birmingham on to Atlanta. Arkansas gets the victory 21-20. to They go to the SEC championship game. That did not go so well as Arkansas got smoked 30-3 against Georgia. But that's neither here nor there. It was such a great game, a meaningful game, and one that will always be remembered by so many Razorback fans. Now you move forward to 2007, the triple overtime game, where you had Darren McFadden and Felix Jones and Peyton Hillis and all those players for Arkansas and Houston Nuts' last game as the Razorback head coach, where it had been a pretty disappointing season. Arkansas sitting at 7-4. and four. With all those great players on that roster, it did not go according to plan. The whole season seemed like it had really been a downer because of that. But it didn't hold back from that team going into the number one team in the country and the eventual national champions of the LSU Tigers and beating them in their own house. It was a great back-and-forth game. Highlight plays. Peyton Hills had four touchdowns in that game. And, of course, the game went to triple overtime with Arkansas getting the victory by stopping LSU on their two-point conversion and winning in the most meaningful, the most exciting way you'll ever see a college football game end. Now, it didn't do Arkansas any favors. It didn't really enhance anything other than the fact that it was a nice little high note for the regular season to end on for some of the greatest players that ever came through Arkansas Razorback football program. Ben Houston Nutt went on to get the job at Ole Miss. Bobby Petrino came in. And then the next year happened. 2008. The Miracle on Markham Part 2. Now, this game did not get Arkansas to a bowl game. This game, in fact, probably really didn't wipe out an entire season of pretty bad losses, pretty ugly games, to say the least. But what it did do is that it gave hope, and it inspired and motivated and gave people some reason to be excited about heading into the next season in Bobby Adrino's second year. It was the final game of the year in Little Rock, and Arkansas was down 30-14 to 14 at one point till they stormed back, and they found a way to win on, the ver- on a fourth down play, game on the line, with under a minute to go, and Casey Dick hit him, and I mean London Crawford, for that great touchdown catch, pass and catch by Casey Dick, and Arkansas ends LSU season, makes him go 7-5, and five, but what another great way for the game year to end, even though, again, it did not mean a bowl game. But it certainly meant something to a lot of Razorback fans to be able to get that victory. There's no doubt about it. Fast forward to two years later. 2010. Game in Little Rock once again to end the season. Arkansas is sitting at 9-2, and two, as well as LSU. Both teams 9-2. and two. Or excuse me, I should say both teams were 10 and I'm trying to actually, no, I'm sorry. I'm getting my numbers mixed up because it's all it's, I have it all written down here and I think I wrote it down wrong. So I apologize. (laughs) So anyways, both teams were vying to try to get into the sugar bowl. And the winner of that game gets into the sugar bowl back during the BCS era. That was as big of a deal as anything essentially mean meant you were the second best team in the sec because everyone knew that Auburn was going to be playing for the SEC championship game on the Western side, and they were going to win that game and go on into the national championship. Everyone knew that. So now it was about who was going to play and win for, go for the Sugar Bowl. 
and Arkansas got the victory in a very great, hard-fought game led, of course, by the two biggest plays in that game by Kobe Hamilton, where he went for an 80-yard touchdown pass where he ran everybody. And then once again, of course, to close the half, one of the best plays you'll ever see. Six seconds to go, and two LSU defenders run into each other. Kobe Hamilton scores from out, and those were big plays. And, of course, how could we forget? The fourth and three call to a pump fake to Joe Adams, perfectly placed right there on the button, and Joe Adams gets the touchdown. Seals the deal for Arkansas. They get out of there with the victory, and they move on to the Sugar Bowl. Then in 2014, things weren't exactly great. Brett Bielma had yet to find his first SEC victory. But then LSU came to down, ranked 17th in the country, and Arkansas had lost 17 straight SEC games. Desperate, trying to find some type of good news and positivity to feel good about, where Arkansas had been so close in so many games all year long. They felt like this was going to be the best chance they had. And boy, oh boy, was it. Arkansas shuts out, blanks the LSU Tigers by a final score of 17 to nothing to where the fans rush the field and just exuberance and absolute jubilee because they finally got that SEC victory. They finally felt good. And what better team to get that first SEC victory against than the LSU Tigers? Nothing sweeter than that. It didn't amount to really Arkansas having a great year. They did go 7-6 and six with the Texas Bowl victory over the Longhorns. But still, you felt like the future was really bright. And then even in 2015, the next year, Arkansas got off to a rough start with losses to Toledo and Texas Tech. But they had caught a little fire in the SEC. And they were traveling down to Baton Rouge, where LSU had just lost to Alabama the week before. And they were a top-10 team. And LSU was up for a letdown, but Arkansas had different ideas. They go into Baton Rouge and not only beat LSU, but beat them so handedly that a night game in Death Valley was being cleared out in the fourth quarter. Never had the stands been seen so empty in a fourth quarter game down in Death Valley against an SEC opponent. Never had anyone seen anything like that. Now that, unfortunately for the Razorbacks, was the last time Arkansas had won a game against the Tigers. They have yet to beat Ed Orgeron since he's been named head coach. It's been a long time. There's no doubt. But the thing about it is, is that there's no doubt that there has been so many great games between these teams that you never really know what to expect. Different coaches, different teams, different games. It's always been enjoyable, and it's always been exciting. Can this game this weekend in Fayetteville be another exciting, back-and-forth, intriguing competitive game can it can it open up an opportunity for Arkansas to shock the world and upset one of the better teams in all of college football even though LSU has lost to Florida and they lost to Alabama there's no shame in that can Arkansas hope for a hangover from Alabama where LSU comes into town and they don't play their best game they feel the after effects from playing Alabama. Can they do that? Don't know. Time will tell. But there's no doubt that between these two teams, anything, and I mean anything, is possible. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 
All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You know, this is uh, this was a great weekend for college football, not only in the SEC but across the board. And of course, you had the game of the century, which I knew was not going to be a great game. It never is. Anytime a game gets hyped up as the game of the century, or that people just think that it's going to be one of the best games of all season long, typically it doesn't end up being that way. Very seldom you'll see that. But anyways, Alabama, LSU, okay. I knew Alabama was going to win. I think LSU deserved a little credit for slowing him down to start the game, being able to force Tua into his first interception, be able to force the Alabama offense into not scoring an opening drive touchdown for the first time all season long. So there were some benefits. There were some things that I think LSU could hold their hat on. But overall, it was a pretty poor showing by LSU. Didn't score a single point, 29 to nothing? Yeah, can you believe that? Alabama went into one of the most hysterical, insane atmospheres that you'll see in college football and skunked that team 29 to nothing. And that LSU team, who's really good and really talented, skunked them 29 zip. Alabama once again proves itself as the creme de la creme of all of college football. The best of the best. No one can come close. And LSU's still a good team. But I feel like that may have been Alabama's national championship too. Because they're going to play Georgia in the SEC championship game. That may be a chance for Georgia to upset Bama, but I don't think so. I just do not see this Alabama offense, as long as everyone's staying healthy, especially Tua, being slowed down. And the defense came to play against LSU. Now, Georgia, on the other hand, by getting their victory against Kentucky, which wasn't surprising, that's big for them, and they have something to still play for. They're still in the college football playoff running if they're able to get the victory against Alabama, which I still, again, don't see happening. But you at least got to give them credit. And of all the hoopla, of all the mystery, of all the excitement, of all the pageantry, of all that crap, we're ending up with the same exact SEC championship game that we had that we all predicted, at least, from before the season started. Great. It's almost like the last three weeks of college football are meaningless in the SEC. Now, for Arkansas' sake, you're hoping that they can maybe find a way to get a victory. Going to be tough. I don't know if I see that happening. But either way, there are a few things for other teams to play for, but we know that that's going to be the SEC championship game, and we know that that's what's going to be on the line. But can they? Can they find a way to beat Alabama? Because even if Auburn beats Alabama, it doesn't change anything, which is, again, not going to happen. Alabama's got a pretty easy slate in front of them, for the most part. I don't see it happening. But either way, the rest of the college football landscape, I guess there's some things that they could play for. Notre Dame is still looking to get into the college football playoff and bounce two other conferences out of the college football playoff michigan gets the victory over penn state beats them 42 to 7 they may be the real deal this may be the year where michigan and jim harbaugh finally bust through they have at rutgers and indiana left and then they finish the season regular season at least at ohio state so big game for them i don't know if they they, it's going to come down that ohio state game you never know in that game too it's a rivalry but Oklahoma's still trying to find their their balance, but they can't stop anybody defensively whatsoever at all. They beat Texas Tech 51-46. Just ridiculous. Washington State sits at 8-1. and one. 
They're number eight in the country. They get the victory over Cal 19 to 13. Could they possibly be in the mix? Yet to be determined. Missouri bounces, absolutely trounces Florida in Gainesville, 38 to 17. Missouri gets their very first victory of the SEC slate. And Arkansas still got them. That offense is scary, but who knows what they'll look like here in the coming weeks. West Virginia beats Texas and completely knocks them out of the role for trying to get into the Big 12 or win the Big 12 championship. 42 to 41, they get the last second victory. What a ballsy performance there by Dana Holgerson to get that victory. Auburn storms back against AM and gets the victory. Gus Malzon saves his job and fights for another day as he does get a victory over a top 20 opponent. I'm not going to sit here and start singing his praises or anything like that, but hey, he's at least doing the bare minimum to try to keep his job, and I think that's what's most important too. So that's essentially what college football looks like right now. And heading into the final three games, three weeks of the season, there are some teams that are going to be fighting for something. that Everything's going to matter. Everything's going to count more so than anything. But what I do know, is that Alabama is the best team in the country, hands down, bar none, not close. And I don't see a single team coming close to them, even getting close to what they want to be, to be able to be competitive in a football game against Alabama. And I hope Alabama wrecks everybody in their path. I really do. At this point, why not? Who cares? I'm rooting for Bama to win it all. I don't want Michigan. I don't want Ohio State. Don't want Notre Dame. Clemson, I guess I wouldn't mind. But listen, I don't want to see Alabama and Clemson in the national title again. Alabama and Michigan probably would be the best from marketing standpoints. For sure. So who knows? Maybe that'll be able to uh, get some excitement going. But either way, we got college football still to watch. And it's not just about Arkansas. It's about a lot of other teams being involved as well. Hey, look, listen, we all love a night out. Whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. And with Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events that you want to go to. And you can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for the $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We're moving on into the final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. I want to congratulate everybody that signed the petition. You remember the petition, right? To get Arkansas to not play an 11 a.m. game against LSU. A petition that I started due to some inspiration from some former Razorbacks, a.k.a. Nick Brewer, the deep snapper of the year. That guy. He helped me out. We made it happen. We had almost over 5,000 signatures on that. And Greg Sankey and the SEC, they heard our calls. They heard our pleas for mercy. They heard our voices, and they decided, you know what? 
give the Arkansas Razorback fans something to be happy about, something to look forward to. Let's give them a night game in Fayetteville. Well, la-dee-da, that's exactly what they did. 6.30 p.m., Arkansas-LSU this weekend. Now, don't all thank me at once. I, I know that we all fought together. I'm no hero. I never was, never will be. I am just a fan of not having 11 a.m. games anymore. Now, Arkansas-Mississippi State next weekend has been announced that that will be an 11 a.m. game, so whatever. But, hey, that's not a home game, so it doesn't matter. Arkansas against LSU this weekend, 6.30 p.m. Should be an electric atmosphere, hopefully. Hopefully, there'll be over 50,000 people there. Can you guys do that for me? Just so I can get all the idiot people start debating about Little Rock and Northwest Arkansas and all this stupid crap about it all. I, I don't want that. I don't care for that. I don't need to hear any of that show up to the game. I think there'll be a great atmosphere there. I think there'll be a great atmosphere. I think there'll be a lot of tailgating, a lot of gumbo eating, a lot of chili eating, a lot of people trying to stay warm. And that's the most important thing for all of you fans. Listen, you got to stay warm. It's going to be a frigid one by the time kickoff happens. So be sure to stay, stay warm. That's going to be the most important thing for sure. Well, appreciate all of you listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Google Play. We're also on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on everything. Be sure to check that out. Listen up, subscribe, share it. Let all the people know about it. We'll keep it going from there. You can also get after me on Twitter at RushJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great night, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.